uh, the, the one I had to make the decision after that camp, I get a text immediately when I get home to New York from the coach, and he's like, hey, we have an opening spot. Like, we have an injury. Do you want to come to Hong Kong? I'm like, when? He was like, like, in a few days. Like, it, the tournament. Yo! I was like, what? I'm like, this is insane. Yo, it's time to get that. I think the minute I stepped on our practice field for rugby, the calling happened. But an eight-year plan to be on the team. And I was in it within two years. Don't wait until you are a pro to be a pro. Right. And I walk around with a rugby ball sometimes and they're like, what is this child on? It looks like it was a heavy hit. It's up. It's not the option. You know, that's the first time I played, like, professionally. I'm making rugby money. How can I make money outside of it? And there's two Scottish guys and they said, oh, you're, um, you're here for the movie. That rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes, all cultural um, aspects. And he looked at me and he says, you guys are awesome. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Timey Bailu, and this is the show where we speak to people about the opportunities that they have found, created, or taken advantage of via rugby. Now, I don't know if you guys know, so obviously I think this episode's coming in, literally I'm recording it today. Like, you're getting it Tuesday, I'm recording it Tuesday because, of course, Louisiana, as great a state as it is, is a hurricane state, and we just got hit by a hurricane, so our power is kind of out and everything. <coughs> Thankfully, and you probably can hear the generator over the top. Thankfully, I have a generator, and we were all good for the most part. Everything was good. Uh, a few shingles off the roof was gone, uh, a bunch of broken trees. I mean, some places, like, um, a, a little bit, about 30 minutes up the road, this town called Gonzales. Man, when I tell you, it's not broken trees. It's full grown, grown folk trees being ripped out of the ground. Like, the, the thing looks like something out of Fern Gully. And if you guys don't know what Fern Gully is, it's an old 1990s cartoon that was an environmentalism cartoon about these fairies and the Amazon forest. But the point is, like, it's full ripped up, you know, stuff. But where I was in my neighborhood and everything... Uh, a couple trees went down. We had a power pole down, and you know, obviously, we're still trying to wait to get these things fixed. But ultimately, no biggie. It's no biggie. This is this is part of life. This is the Louisiana life. You know, we deal with this every single year. Every single year, you usually get one one big hurricane and like two or three tropical storms along the way. You know, so thankfully, you know, there was nothing there. Blessings on that, and uh, we're okay. But. As a result, I'm a little bit limited in how much I can do. So yeah, the video on this is probably going to come up a little bit later. Uh, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed power comes in today. But, you know, overall, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be all right. It's all right. And uh, be able to use what little bit I have to, to be able to get this up. I do it for the people, man. I do it for the people. Just helping those. <laughs> But guys, yo, we got a great episode for you today. Ah, an amazing guest. She was so fun to be able to talk to. I know you probably have seen it if you guys read the the title. But you know what? I still want to be able to introduce hard. You know, uh, got to know about her many years ago. But to get a chance to talk to her, legend up in New York, Northeast Academy alumni, Sacred Heart. Uh, uh, University of Sacred Heart, uh, former assistant coach, and now best known, I will say, as one of the leaders on the Mexican, uh, the Mexican rugby national team women's side uh, that 
got to play in the Repache uh, back in, in Monaco right before the Olympics started. So she had a chance to be able to play against Russia, who had a chance to play in that Olympics, getting to play in the top side, and uh, really got a chance to sit down and talk and go over just like the process. You know, we, it's been a really big process. And guys, you know, uh, we, we got so many great stories like this and so many variations. So I suggest please like and subscribe this. Uh, definitely go on to, if you're not on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe and hit that notification button. And if you guys are listening to it on a podcast, definitely subscribe and listen and share with your friends. Let them know that you got some great stories that are out there that are rugby stories. And we kind of get in depth. We keep it cash, but we keep it real over here. I, I don't know why I said cash. I don't, I, I don't even use that in my vernacular. Really, I, we keep it. We keep it casual. It's it's casual. I I'm I'm sorry, people. I I didn't mean to do that. But that being said, please do all the best. And of course, we got some amazing sponsors. Green Geeks, uh, one of the best servers in the business. If you guys are looking to be able to create a website, create your e-commerce store, be able to create just any place where you can house your content. Because I don't know if you guys realize, social media is not always the most reliable place, and it can also start to play around with your reach and engagement if you don't know how to deal with it correctly. And you want to be able to have a place where you can call your own. So definitely reach out to Green Geeks. Hit our link in the in the bio, uh, in the in the description down below and uh guys really want to check it out um it's it's helps us in a big way but more importantly just give yourselves autonomy because we're growing the ecosystem of rugby out here and also please check out rugby outlet mall uh you guys can check out use promo code grow rugby for 20 percent off we're about to actually close out our our current stock uh, uh we have about 30 days left um, before we close out the stock and replace it with something completely new. So for all the day ones, everybody who's been one to follow, uh, who hasn't had a chance, definitely check out rugbyoutletmall.com. Link again inside the description. Guys, I don't want to hold you guys off anymore. You guys enjoyed the great, the awesome, and amazing conversation. Let's definitely going to do this again. Jen Salomon. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Tommy Bailu, and we got every unimportant I and the people of the persons that become the the VI. We got it working out. It's gonna the VVIIPP. There we go. We're gonna make I think I finally got that together. She is a Northeast Academy alum coach. She is a Mexico rugby Mexico women's national team member. She is a repache. The repache, the rep. You know what? She had a chance to go to the Olympics and played against the Olympians in this. This is a legend out in the Northeast. Jen Salomon, of course, of New York Rugby Club. Of course, you know, I got to get the local stuff. I got to oh, get yeah, it right. right. You know, got to make sure it's right. Jen, thank you so much for coming through. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And thanks for the intro. Like, yeah. <laughs> look, look, look. You know, we, we got to make sure the legends get properly introduced in. All right. And I, regardless, I know you're not going to say I'm not a legend. I'm going to be like, no, stop, Jen. I, I've, I've seen how people talk about you. I've seen what you do. You a legend out here. You a legend oh, out here in these streets. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, 
I, I always like saying where I, I got to know people. And obviously, I think we've, we haven't had a formal introduction, but I have heard so much about you basically over the course of the last four years. And I think it started off with Northeast Academy and all the work, all the playing that you did. Like, you kept popping up and that and WPL. Like, your name popped up a lot over and over. And I'm like, who is this person? And then all of a sudden you took over, you took a, you took up uh, the role as coach for Sacred Heart. And it was just like, okay, this, this is New York. And then of course, now knowing all these people from New York, like Ryan Ginty and Tiffany Faye, the Granby's and all that, your name constantly kept popping up more and more. And I'm like, all right, Jen. All right. I did this. There's a super person over here (laughs) in New York area. So uh, it was it was definitely whenever I had the chance and like I told you before uh, it'd been something I wanted to do in terms of being able to talk to you but you know you got to make sure the platform's right I want to earn my way into this and you know uh, it, it was just yeah it, it was great seeing you against in Mexico uh, seeing you in Monaco and yeah. you know, there's too much I could talk on and on but you know I, I appreciate I appreciate and I'm honored to be able to have you be able to to get a chance to talk to you and get to know you now on an official level <laughs> absolutely and likewise I, I like i said i'm just super excited to be here to chat and just to have a good time so you see me smiling all over so I'm like, <laughs> thank you <laughs> well jen you know i i always like to start these things off because i always say every superhero has an origin story and i gotta ask you jen yeah i don't know if you're ready for this one. Oh. Ooh, jen how did you get started in rugby? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, wow. So it's, I love that you asked that question because I was thinking about it today and I was like, oh my goodness, I had a pop up on my phone from college uh, in 2011 and wow. 10 years ago. So it's been a decade. And <laughs> isn't, isn't it wild how quick that decade goes? Like, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, Leo, you're, you're just like, wait, it's 2020. Yo, wasn't it just twenty? Wasn't it just twenty two two thousand nine? Wasn't it like? 20- I know, I know, it's wild. But so I went to Quinnipiac University in Connecticut, and um, I didn't go for sports. I just went to go to school, and I saw a flyer in my first week. It was this was the only time I swear to you that I went into the storm. I never went into the storm again, like the whole year. I just went. It was meant to be. This was a call. You were compelled to find this over here. I think so. I just went to the storm and I saw a flyer and it was like, join rugby, like email for info. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Uh, I only heard of rugby through um, Invictus. Of course. course. And yeah. And then there's another movie like Never Strong, something strong. uh, Forever Strong. Yeah, Yeah. Forever Strong. So I saw the sport before, and I remember watching them like, oh, I'd like to try. And then I saw, uh, I tried to uh, search teams around the area. I'm from New York. Um, the furthest was like Morris, Morristown, which is like an hour away. And I was like. You know what's funny? My my parents actually live right next to uh, Morristown. They live in Morris Plains. So <laughs> Morristown, honestly, because of Morristown uh, is the only way my parents really are credible in the fact that rugby exists in the U.S. Otherwise, they're like, Gift, what are you doing? Like, there's no way <laughs> Be out of here. What are you talking about? But the fact that like a really now well known club is literally right next to them. So right. Only reason. Only reason. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For real. But that's the only club that I saw, and I was just like, okay, I was playing like two uh, sports on two teams. There was no way I was able to travel. So I saw this flyer. I reached out to the coach. We had a meeting. 
then we had tryouts um, and they just, you know, just trying to see if you were athletic and if you were able to catch a ball and whatnot. Yeah. At Quinnipiac at the time, it was their um, first year on campus, but they were actually um, the first year being NCAA as well. We were the second Division One team in the country, uh, NCAA, and uh, joined a team with a bunch of other rascals. Like, we were like, okay, like, this will be fun. <laughs> we made it, and, uh, yeah, the rest was history. Obviously, at the time, it was learning the sport. I joined the team because I love challenges. I love taking risks and growing, and, um, you know, I, I was an athlete all my life and I wanted to find something like that in college and for it to be NCAA, like at the time, you know, it was, right off the bat, it was right. yeah, I was like, let's do it. But I thought it was going to be a lot easier. <laughs> I don't know what I stepped into because I remember our first tackle practice, they were like, yeah, just like, oh, I'm like, all right. And they're like, no, 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 you're not supposed to leave your feet. What are you doing? Like, Wait, you were launching yourself? Well, you became the human rocket. You're just like, look, you're just going to go down. Like, don't. <laughs> I, I watch football, so I'm like, okay, that's what they do. Like, let me just replicate Damn. this. Bar idea. But, yeah, I joined at uh, Quinnipiac in our first year. It was a brand-new team. Um, we lost every game. It's fine. Uh, the next year, same thing. Um, we lost every game, but, you know, our coaches were really behind us and really, you know, we were super fit, a small team, but super fit and just, right. you know, were dedicated to working over the summer. By our junior year, we were beating all the teams that were crushing us. And then nice. by uh, my senior year, we were playing against Penn State, uh, all these big teams, which is cool because we started this is a little school in, like, <laughs> Connecticut, you know, like, who are these random people coming through, but. But yeah, that's how I found rugby. Dude, that's awesome. You know, it, it, it's interesting because I remember, um, what was it? So 2013 is when I started covering rugby. So 2015 is around the time that I heard about Quinnipiac. And I, I still, t it, I think it took me up until maybe 2018 to realize that it wasn't in Canada. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I don't care, actually. <laughs> like, like, I remember hearing, I was like, yo, Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac, you know, this is this NCAA team. And I, I knew the, you guys had really great leadership because of the fact that it was always around, it was you guys, Penn State, um, Central Washington, I know, on the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. And I, I know there was other ones, but those are the names that came up. But Quinnipiac always was always on the, the top top five, always mm -hmm. top five, top five, top five. So I remember the thing, I'm like, man, that's really random that we have, like, random Canadian teams that are in, in this. I was like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. And literally, I think it was, like, three years ago where I was like, oh, oh, they're in Connecticut. Yeah. This okay, all right. Rugby making names for schools that I never would have even met. This is in the same guys of a Saint Bonaventure or yeah, uh, totally. any of the Sunnis. I I never would have known. Even Lindenwood, well, Lindenwood's six hours over here, uh, west of me. Never would have known its existence if it wasn't for rugby. Oh, totally. Now, now they're like those names, and you're like, when you're not in the rugby environment, like, how do you not know those schools? Right. Yeah. That's literally like, how it goes. Like, come on, now you you didn't you didn't know about them. Come on, Mount St. Mary? Come on. You don't know Mount St. Mary? Right. <laughs> right. You know, and Emmitsburg, Maryland? Right. Like, come on. Who doesn't know that? That's the, the Berg. You guys think right. Pittsburgh clowns. <laughs> right. No, that's, it's, it's so true. But, um, yeah, but it's funny. By 2015, that's when I graduated. Uh, but that fall, they won their first championship. 
So, you know, as much, I like to say I love helping teams transition and build and being, you know, that am I not reap the benefits, which is sometimes I'm like, mm, I want to, I want to ring two. This is, this is where <laughs> you go. Look, 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 you need to posthumously give me the ring. I set you guys up. All right. I walked so that you guys could run. <laughs> Low key. Let me tell you, Gift, I definitely tried that, but they didn't give me a ring. <laughs> mm, mm, oh, look, look, you're you coming back for that Hall of Fame jacket. That's why you're going to be like, look, I might not have gotten the ring, but we're going to get this jacket. You're going to make the jacket for me to it exist. In right. But I like to say I was a part. That's I was definitely a part of the building and the growth that's um, that provided, you know, um, amazing players after me to come and want to go to that school to, like, win those championships and, you know, just create more opportunities for women to go there and just in the NCAA realm period. So no, that's dope. well, you said you, you, you had already been playing at, you'd been in, athlete, in athletics most of your life already. Mm -hmm. So besides the time that you decided to become the human rocket, what else were you playing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else were you playing at the time? Um, but before you started playing rugby, I played basketball. So I played basketball pretty much my entire life. Uh, mm -hmm. Softball. Uh, you are truly a New Yorker. You are. Really <laughs> I played right. I played softball, basketball. I played. I did a little bit of lacrosse and volleyball, um, but I, I stopped those. My my main sports were basketball and softball. Fun fact: I actually was in the World Series for softball. Oh, sure. Senior, senior, senior league World Series. Yeah. Yo, let's go. Okay, see again. The legendariness is starting to kick in. You, you know, there's always they always got like that secret. You know, they're they're in one sport, but it's like, oh yeah, you know, I was actually elite in like literally everything else. I just don't talk about it because you know I don't need. It. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun fact. I like that's that, that's dope. a cool fun fact that I I like to say. Yo, that's dope. So. Is, is sports something that has always been integral in your family, or is it just something that you gravitated to on your own and just kind of built out there? Cool question. Um, yeah, it's definitely that I gravitated to on my own. My parents, my mom's from Mexico. Um, my dad's from Haiti. They immigrated here years ago. Um, my mom, my my dad did track. My mom didn't do sports, you know, Mexican culture um, at that time. But uh, I definitely, their characteristics, I think, led me to the sports. My mom was, like, you know, the first woman in her gym to, like, work, like, the first woman to enter, like, an all-male gym was, like, yeah, no. Yo, let's go breaking barriers. Yeah, like, I'm going to do this. But, no, I mean, uh, I was born in Brooklyn, and then we moved out a few years into uh, Rockland County up north. And I just, I don't even know, honestly. Since I was little. I can't even remember the first, I don't know if it was t-ball or <laughs> soccer. But from there, it was just like, yeah, every every season, basketball, softball, soccer. I, I love to try everything. I, I yeah. tried cross. I even did track. I was not a track athlete. Like, I was one of those kids at gym that did, like, a 16-minute mile. So, like no. – <laughs> look, you say, look, I don't mind running, but you better give me a purpose because this running just to be able to run is not my, this is not my gym. Wait, you don't do CrossFit because if you do CrossFit and you didn't do track, I'm going to be like, Jen, okay, now I, I can't rock with you. Your, your conflict of your paradoxicalness is too much right now. <laughs> but now, now I just, I played sports. I love playing them. Um, you know, and I met my best friends. Like I, my best friends, my core group are from sports, and we've been friends for over 24 years. So, and they're still my best friends. So, yeah, no, just love to try it out, you know. And obviously, the difference between the impact that sport makes on me as an adult is very different from a child, you know, at that time is to be busy 
to have fun and to make friends. Right. You know, extra uh, extra activities. You know, I'll stay out of trouble. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm gonna be a little rebel here and there, but. Uh, you know, we gotta push the boundaries a little bit. You got, we gotta, you gotta see, you gotta fle- see how flexible they are, right? <laughs> exactly. But, but yeah, it's always been um, something that I've done since I was younger and supported by by my parents to do to do it. So let's go. Let's go. You know, I, I know, especially as as a person who is a product of immigrant parents as well. I know the the sometimes it can be the initial difficulty of being able to show the seriousness of the sports because again, it's always I don't know. For you, and I'm pretty sure it is because Haitian dad and Mexican mom definitely relates in the same way Nigerian parents. Education comes first. You need to make sure the academics are through and through, and then, you know, everything else can come as a result of that. But mm-hmm. And then they'll tell you about the struggle that happened at home and why you need to be able to take care of this stuff accordingly. Right. And <laughs> if there are anything less than what they expected, think twice. Right. You know, <laughs> So for you, whenever you did sports and you did all these different sports, was that part of the reason why you chose Quinnipiac? Like for schools, did sports play a factor or was it just like, hey, I see random school in the middle of Connecticut, north of me, that even though I got a million other colleges in New York, why not I just go there? Like what was that part of the decision or how'd that work? Okay, because <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. That's the why. Let's go. Look, 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 we are here about this transparency, Jen. Don't worry. I'm here. You see, I think I'm getting red. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So I wanted. Um. I've always loved traveling. I wanted to go far, far away. Like I was looking in Illinois, Chicago, down yeah. south. Like I wanted to like peace. Um. No, but I actually Quinnipiac was my last possible option. Um, I actually went to Quinnipiac because I went there with my boyfriend. He had a full scholarship. Respect. You're a high schooler. You, yeah. you don't know better at that time. You just, I, you just love. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of it. No. You know, some people were like, what? But I'm the type, I'll make the best out of my opportunity. And Word. I decided to go to, uh, my boyfriend had a full ride to play basketball. And I was like, okay, like, Let's do it. Let's go. And uh, I did. And I made sure that when I was there, I wanted to be known as Jen Solomon, and not um, the boyfriend, the girlfriend of. Yeah, we're we're cool. Like Justin's yeah. girlfriend. That that was something. I was just like, nope. Like I'm gonna make. But you know what? I found rugby, and that's. I think everything happens for a reason. The choices you make. And if I never went to Quinnipiac, I would have never ever found rugby. And that's that's the reason why. Whatever decision I made brought me to that school. It was to find this phenomenal sport Facts. that will literally always be in my life. Facts. Until I like. <laughs> until, literally, until you have to turn to dust, you <laughs> will it be? <laughs> that's yeah. where we go. Exactly. So that's that's why I went to Quinnipiac. Um, I loved I loved Kato. Like yeah. I love that. Well, but you know what? The thing is that it, it makes sense. One, uh, obviously, to the factor of you randomly going to the store that you never went to again and never had really gone to before to find it. Like, you, it is true. Like, sometimes these things work for themselves for a reason. I know even for me, like, I'd lived in I, – I discovered I, – I didn't discover, but I found out about Baton Rouge's rugby team after I graduated mm-hmm. from college, which I was in Florida for. On, in all the years that I'd been in, you know, Louisiana prior, maybe four or five years, even on my campus, I promise you, I'd never seen one iota of rugby anywhere. I'm, I was all over that campus. Really? I never saw one iota of it. 
But when I came back and it was a time where I also wanted to like I'd gotten used to playing something during college. And I went to school in Florida where I'd seen the rugby team, but I wasn't enticed to play at the time because mm -hmm. I wanted to play football. Okay. But when I came back and all of a sudden I randomly get the chance to look up rugby because I saw uh what was it? It was um on NBC. It was USA Sevens. I saw USA Sevens on NBC and I was like, oh, I remember they had rugby in Florida. It'd be funny if they had it in Baton Rouge. Wow. And lo and behold, they actually have it in Baton Rouge, which is yeah. unusual because nothing ever happens in Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> and then lo and behold, they actually still exist. Say what? But, but they had it there. They had it there and they were active too. And so if it wasn't for that, that tidbit of coming back home to actually run into NBC and because I can promise you, I never watched NBC on a Sunday in 2000. Like, it, it just doesn't exist. There was nothing happening. There's no, it wasn't football season. There was nothing. It was no. sheer boredom that occurred. No. It was only like happened. what, like MTV or, B, or BET, like run throughs from the week music. Basically, music. look, I don't even know if I, I might have just been playing Madden most of the time at that yeah. point in time. I, I just come off of college. So I, I was getting used to this, like, Oh, I don't have to feel guilty about not studying yeah. nine to five. There's a lot more time. It's it's, it's that that post graduation. I tell people like, you know, you underestimate how much time you have been wasting <laughs> until you realize you have a if you have a set schedule and those hours of nothing happening, it's a lot of time. It's a lot, a of, lot time of, of time. A lot of time. A lot of time. But no. But the point is, you're right. It, it, these things happen in their own mm -hmm. filter. So mm -hmm. for you. You, you, Quinnipiac, you graduate. What led you from Quinnipiac over to Northeast Academy? Because that's, that's a massive jump that you're going to a national development camp from just really three years of rugby in, in college. Yeah. I, so I played four years, but yeah, I mean, but technically if you put it, it's crazy because like the season that we played, if you only put it together, actually time playing was probably like, three two and a half years wow wow but um yeah thanks um so i i'm gonna kind of there's a lot of things in between so I hey, hey hey this is this is a podcast we got time jen all right we got time you you let it fly this is your what do they call it the autobiography of jen salomon let's go <laughs> um so I graduated. I, I I wanted to go like my dream. I don't know why, but I was I was like I want to go work in New York City. Like I want to go work on Wall Street. Like yeah. man, like I want to show them that I can. You know, I want to. You're, you're breaking barriers. Yeah, you're, like, like, my mom breaking into gyms. I'm already hitting people. Like who are these guys got on me? Plus, you know, the super New Yorkness. I'm gonna keep in reference to your super New Yorkness. That's clearly coming through. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like I, I want to go work in the city. Like, okay. Um, so from there, I ended up, uh, I ended up going to go coach instead. Yeah. Um, and at Sacred Heart University, and uh, at the time, you know, I was coaching every day. Like, I obviously still loved the game. I was around it all the time. I just wasn't playing. So I started playing um, that next fall for New Haven. 15s um there was a team that just started there so played there i had a really Ray good Hinty was your coach then right no he wasn't no mm -hmm. okay, okay. no because he, he's at heart he's over at hartford but it's close sorry i got the two guys i just knew connecticut i just my bad i apologize no worries no, no worries, no worries. <laughs> 
Um, one of my really good friends, um, Sean McGarity, he was playing, he's from Canada, but he was playing for Old Blue. Yeah. And Old Blue had a women's team at the time. So that following summer, he's like, hey, like, you should come play sevens. I never really played sevens before. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, like, you can hang. Like, like you have good skills. Like, come, try it out. I was like, okay. So even though I'm from New York, I was living in Connecticut. I'm like, all right, twice a week, we started just commuting all the way from New Haven to the Bronx (laughs) twice a week to train. And I I was like, whoa, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I can hang. You know, at the time, I did come, you know, Quinnipiac wasn't known. So it was a little intimidating, like, playing with uh, teammates that have been playing for, like, Big names, Penn State, you know, all these like really, really big rugby names. But I was like, I showed up. I'm like, oh, okay, like I, I can hang, you know. Like, this is- <laughs> but y'all, y'all, y'all don't. I, I'm, I'm here with y'all. I'm here with y'all. Yeah, gonna- this, this is cool. Like, all right. Um, so I started uh, playing for Old Blue Women. Uh, mm-hmm. I played there um, for two years. You know, I was like, I found sounds. I was like, wait, I think this is this is the game for me. I'm like, whoa. Because in 15s, like, I was a, a prop, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're limited in. It's basically, you know, you're here for cl- close the ruck, set the scrum, crash you know. over, set what the ruck again. What position do you play? I, I'm a flanker. So I live within – so this is – I'm within your element. I understand. This is yeah. the, the, the wolf pack life. Like <laughs> For real. You know, you go on and let's go. Let's do the work. But I, I played – um. Uh, I was in the pack, so, like, being able, you know, I had really good, like, distributing skills, even as a prop, and I never got to do it, and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. So, I played for Old Blue for two years. Um, that following, um, uh, so the second summer, I was playing against uh, New York Rugby Club all the time, and we were the biggest competitors, and I'm like, oh, like, why do you keep winning? <laughs> uh, I'm so annoyed, I want to win. <laughs> So uh, Rish, Rish, Richard Chadwick, mm-hmm. he was coaching their seventh team and was the assistant 15s. And he was like, hey, like, come play 15s this fall. And I was like, mm, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, first, this is my first club out of college. Like, I want to be loyal. He's like, just come play 15s. They don't have a 15s team. Come play 15s. Let me know what you think after. We ended up winning the WPL championship <laughs> that fall. So I think. Okay. I, I was like, I feel like that's a good, good uh, incentive to be uh, like, hey, look, I, I like loyalty, but you know this winning thing, man, it hits different. <laughs> oh, it hit me far. It hit me to the. We were training in the Bronx. Now we train in the like Chelsea, which is lower west oh. of Manhattan. So it it shot me down all the way down south. I feel like that's an even that's, that's isn't that a significantly longer trip? Like, don't you have to get to Grand Central and then like you have to transfer? Through it takes place? it takes forever. So oh. when you said it hit too different, it hit me all the way down to Manhattan. That's how it hit me. Okay. So and mind you, I was traveling from Connecticut, so that's a whole another hour. Yo. Yo, um, this is true investment. Like th- this is how you know you loved what you were doing because that is that is a legitimate investment of time, especially with those was, the trains. I, I, yeah, it was a lot. But come Northeast Academy, they started you know training, um, and I started joining their sessions. I was just joining like my friends would pull me along. I wasn't like in the pool yet, right? Um, but I was like, no, like I I want to do this. So then so from yeah, you're doing Northeast Academy in New York simultaneously. Yeah, so New York, uh, Northeast Academy is kind of like an all-year-round thing where their training sessions, sorry, I don't know if you hear the sirens. 
It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. We we know that we know we know you live in the you living in these streets. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, oh, I hear it. But yeah, so Northeast Academy is like an all-year-round thing where right. they'll um they'll pull the the athletes from the Northeast and we'll actually train pretty much almost some if simultaneously um, on different dates, but like okay. maybe once a week, twice a month. Is it is it located directly in New York or is it kind of like outset like Westchester area? I never um, really understood where how where you guys actually train, where the academy actually set itself up as. No, that's a great question. Um, so it's covered the Northeast, but um, the coaching staff is out of New York City. Okay. Uh, the training used to be kind of solely in New York City, but now it's Boston, New York, or Connecticut. So it covers like the whole Northeast, which is good. So more more talent can attend and, and whatnot. But yeah, that's pretty much, you know, kind of put my foot in the door in Northeast uh, training and learning more about the game. Coaching really helped me as, as, a, as a player and seeing the game differently. And uh, then I got um, called to my first tour, I believe it was, it was Barbados in 2017 in the December. Yeah. And uh, from there, it kind of gave me like that, like high performance taste and like travel and tours and rugby. And I was like, I, I want to do this more. I want any opportunity I can get. I'm doing it. That is the, I feel like that's the realest part because I think I, I, I know even for me. So playing in at home is, is nice. You know, you get to, you play basically the same teams. You get to know people. There's, there's something fun. I got my first taste of being able to play internationally when I went to Japan 2016. Ooh. Didn't think it was going to be anything significant. And I got to play, and I literally only got to play off of the luck that I, I wanted to just cover them because, you know, Rugby World Cup was about to happen, yeah. you know, in three years. So I was like, let me go ahead and let me just, you know, meet one of the teams and just we get an idea. And they were like, oh, no, if you pay XYZ, you can come out and play. And I was like, all right, all right, let's go play. Yes. And I was, I got out and I was just like, oh. Oh, this place, it's, it's different. Yo, and of course, the playing location was like the most perfect place to start off internationally. There's this place called Sugadaira, Japan. Mm -hmm. If you ever get a chance to go, I, I recommend it. All they have there is rugby and skiing. They got mm -hmm. 110 rugby fields, and they got these ski mountains out in the back. And then, like, the way they set up their – oh, it was, it, was, it was so dope. Like, the way they even set up their opening ceremony – it's like a, a, a military march. Everybody comes in with their colors and just walks in a line, all the teams together to this podium. And then wow. had some random dude talking. I didn't know what they were saying. Whole experience. Whole experience. Full thing. I was like, this is bloody amazing. And then as a result of playing with them, it gave me a chance to kind of work my way through Asia. So I had a chance to play in Thailand and, and, and Vietnam and, and, and then accordingly. And it's just, it was like a different feel. Like, I, I'm, I was like you. I was like, I have to do this constantly. Like, mm -hmm. I, I need to play in other places. I've always heard stuff. And, you know, you know, people will talk about New Zealand and go to South Africa. And you at some point, like, if you haven't done it, for me, I get kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's so great to play over here. But this American life, no, that died. I was like, no, no, I need to play over here. Play in different like, countries. It's like... Let me flex this passport as much as I can because this is for sure. <laughs> for sure, I'm I'm with you 100. It it I'm that's the like the motto of today that hits different. It really does. Like it's I had one taste and I was like, oh, friends, rugby, right? 
Different country culture. What? Why not? Feed my soul. Feed my soul. You're speaking to me. I'm telling you. No, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, like, you know, I want to ask before I kind of touch into the international part, like for you, you've had these three levels and you play them down a lot, but they're really high levels of being able to play rugby. You know, Quinnipiac at the NCAA level, even if they were just starting, the idea of being able to get those advantages have to have been really beneficial, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, take, on the mark. And so you take that and then you have – uh, Old Blue, a legendary club uh, in, in New York, transferred to New York Rugby, and then you're getting Northeast Academy. For you, as you're developing through this, what is it that you felt was changing the most in your in your de- rugby development as you maneuver through these these variations of programs? Because you, it's a very unusual situation. You, you had a very blessed situation. But for you, how did you feel you were growing a, a, uh, accordingly as you moved through it? Okay, yeah. Um, I'm loving these questions, by the way. Yeah, no, we, really, hard. All right, we, come, we come with it. I love them. I love them. Because it also, um, going off topic real quick, I think it makes me really reflect on my past journey, you know, and like, be thankful about it. So that's cool. So thank you. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, that. So I think the growth for me was, I, I've said this a lot, like just to friends and people, um, like if I talk bigger picture first, yeah. it's, you know, when I joined rugby, I played rugby. Right. I was a rugby player. Like, I played right. rugby. You know, I you're, just, you were the person that was just involved, but it had not mm-hmm. enveloped you yet. Exactly. I just played. Like, I love comp. I'm competitive. I love competition. I love, um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to – I like the social part. I, would like, I like to call it team, the team part because right. – you know, the social part was cool, but, like, that's not why, why I did it. Like, that's my, that was my last. That was an addition. <laughs> that was an addition. Yeah. Now, now, I, I mean, it's different now. Right. But, um, yeah. And over time, I think it was um, the, you know, like, actually being a student of the game. You know, in college, like, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't a student of the game. Like, yeah. I, w- I did what I was asked to do. But did I do extra? No, because this I just learned the sport. Right. <laughs> this was this was this was the leisure sport that happened to catch on, but it wasn't it, it wasn't there it, it wasn't the it, it wasn't the next level investment. It was like, yo, this is fun, like extracurricular activity. Right. And I'm gonna go hard, like I'll go hard, I'll train hard, fitness, right. but to learn the game, you know, it was still so new. But over time, as I started um you know, going through these different teams and actually believing in myself and that, you know, I'm like, oh, like maybe I can like get somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I started becoming a rugby player, you know, like I didn't just play rugby, like I learned the game and, and the biggest, you know, now getting smaller um, in terms of smaller picture, it's, you know, my skills and just like literally game IQ. Right. Like the amount of, I wa- I would watch film hours, like hours. I'd watch the same – tell you. I'll tell you exactly what, like, teams I watched. Yeah. So I would watch Australia and New Zealand women religiously. I watched everyone, but Australia and New Zealand – I mean, like, that's creme de la creme right there, so yeah. it makes the most sense. Everything. And 
you know, I remember they were talking, um, when I first started playing sevens, they were like, yeah, you're going to be a sweeper nine. I'm like, I will be the biggest nine ever. <laughs> I'm like, but the, think about how much of an advantage that also ends up being. I know, but I was just like, whoa, okay, like, cool. So I started studying. I watched um, Tom Mitchell yeah. from England Sevens. He was my, my, my go, one of my go-tos. I would watch his games. Like, he's an amazing playmaker, like, leader everything, and I love the way he plays. I watched him, like, if Probably it wasn't for the Olympics and him yeah. having defeated USA rugby that with a 21-0 comeback, I'd be like, yes, Tom Mitchell. But right now I'm still a little bitter about I that. It's okay. It's okay. Tom Mitchell, damn baby. Yeah. Um, uh, and I loved watching South Africa, um, Spec Magic, like yep. just the way they played and, and they're distributing. Because, you know, they said I was going to be nine. I was like, okay, so I guess – I'm a distributor, so let's watch the best. And, uh, um, you know, uh, Madison Hughes. So would be definitely just, like, growing in the game and being able to see the game differently and, and skills. Um, but just the overall investment, like you said, that I started putting into learning more and getting better is what definitely changed over time. Is there a mo- When was the moment that you felt like it, like rugby clicked for you? Like that moment where you were just like, yo, I'm, I'm seeing this now. Because there, we always have that. Like you said, there's that moment whenever we, we start playing. Like I remember when I started playing, it was, you know, I was just like, okay, I mean, I get this. I, I already understand competition. I, I played football, so con- connective sports does not throw me. But that moment where it was just like, oh, I'm seeing how to see down the line or I'm getting where the positioning is coming from mm. as opposed to me reacting I kind of am starting to um, maybe be more intuitive with it cool. yeah like, for you what was, did, when was that moment for you uh that you started feeling like this this settled into you definitely uh, I would have to say uh, 2018 for me personally and like in my sense was a big year for me um in terms of that growth and like finally feeling like, whoa, okay, like I'm starting, you know, I'm starting to really get into my role and what I have to do and like play, like actually play, make, put people into space. Not only, you know, like I'm not, I, I really got into that mindset. Um, you know, uh, Magley Harvey? Of course. She, yeah, from Canada. So I played with her in Dubai first year in uh, 2018. Yeah. Um, I, but I remember like her saying, she was like, when you are playing offense, like you dictate the defense. You're not like, don't attack based on what the defense is giving you, make them defend. <laughs> but it's, in, it's interesting because it's a different way of thinking. Like, obviously I figure that's the obvious thing, right. but I don't think we always think like that. If that does that make kind of make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. Again, it's perspective change. It's the difference yeah. of, again, the difference of I'm reacting to versus I'm I'm controlling. It's the simpler word, but I mean, is that it, it, it gives you more control over what your aspects are doing. Keyword. That's what it's controlling. Cause literally taking into control and like even if the defense is giving you a certain picture, like if you're able to execute and you know your strengths and skills and who's around you. Right. You can you can control that situation, not the defense. Right. So it was definitely twenty. It's more broad, but twenty eighteen leading into that twenty nineteen. I was just playing so much rugby 
any opportunity that I got, I went. Like any tour, any, um, you know, playing touch, any practice, um, practicing with my, with my, with my, uh, my student athletes. So I was getting rugby in, not only like in the evenings, but I was, when we were practicing, I jumped right in and I was training with them. Nice. So that helps so much. And I, I can't remember exactly a point, but, um, if there's one, it would be, uh, nationals in 2018. Cause that, that felt really good, but it was definitely that year, um, leading into, um, the end of like 2018, leading into 2019 that I just like, I'm like, okay, like, I'm, is, I'm getting it. Yeah, this is cool because I didn't. We didn't play sevens in college, so I right. didn't. I didn't yeah, play. it wasn't. It really only has become a thing in the last maybe five years. Maybe like a little bit right before the last Olympics. I feel like is whenever sevens became like okay, let's start really heavy. But it wasn't. It never. It was always a that's a side thing that you do mm-hmm. in fifteens. Exactly. Actually, that's true. I started playing sevens summer of twenty sixteen. So and that's the Olympics. So. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty much, it's a broad, but no, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So, you know, so kind of going back to what the internationals part for you, what was you, you, you come off of Barbados and now you've had this chance to be able to take rugby from your region. Now you've taken it over, you've taken it overseas for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word for you. Like, I guess maybe let me ask this, where, where has rugby taken you? Uh, since you've been playing, since you since the Barbados, where have you been able to go uh, as a result? Because you've, you've got a nice little list on you. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. I've been to Dubai three times. I've played in Dubai Sevens three times. And I will play where I will attend as a spectator until I'm in turn to dust, okay? No, I will. Best tournament I've ever been to. Following, um, well, it's, I've been to Barbados, Costa Rica, Peru, um, Cayman Islands, uh, Hong Kong, why? Oh, Monaco. Yeah, I've been to Australia was um was I was visiting my friend, but I played rugby out there. Right. Um, Still you know, counts. In Germany, I was in Germany visiting friends. Found a club, practice practice it with in Berlin. Still like, counts. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Spain. Why? I feel like there's more, but I'm like. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> well, let me go. Let me go get my passport. <laughs> now I forget where. Um, but yeah, all, all over. I'm so thankful. Like it's, I'm so thankful for the sport that's able to just lead me to not only to these amazing locations and cultures, but like to meet amazing people. Because you know, you're in the rugby community. You can right. meet someone. Like I the. Uh, after playing in, uh, you know, for Northeast, I was like, I need this. So I actually found a team to play in in Dubai. I wasn't, like, selected my first year, um, 2017. I found this, like, Canadian team that was going, and I was like, they're looking for players. And I was like, Looking's hey, like, this is, like, my resume. Like, can you take another, like, player? And they were like, yeah, come on on. Like, I paid my nice. way there, paid my nice. way to play. And after that, I was like, oh, I'm coming back. Right. Last years, I've I've been with Phoenix with Al Hakim, mm-hmm. um, who coached. Of course, just got married just re- yeah. the other week. Yeah, exactly. He coached that Ravens team. He was like the guest coach, and that's how I met him. And after that, I was like, "Hey, like, let's take a team every year with American players." And we've been doing that every year since 2017. Dude, that's, that's I, I I love hearing that because it's 
it's one thing that I've I've really actively advocated for because I think there's it, there's a different thing that happens in your brain when you are able to travel and you allow yourself to travel and get engulfed in the culture as opposed to try and uh, have the culture asphyxiate itself to you. Because I, I think there's a right. difference. I think there's some people who will travel and they're like, ah, I just want my home experience, but just in a different country. More. Right. Like that's not real traveling to me. That you just you literally just you moved. You were mobile, but you didn't travel, right? But in the situation when you get to experience the other culture, mm-hmm. is it, I think it changes something in your mind because it takes away some of the uh, the propaganda kind of elements that we get at home because reality gets pushed in, and you're like, wait, something's off. Something's different here. Like I, I this, it's not the same for you. Oh, say what you're about. I to just say. Want, no, I just want to add to that, and I really love that you say that perceptions and just a small, like, quick small story. You know, um, and I hope you know. Go on, not going at it. So obviously, no, we have with it. <laughs> we definitely have a certain perception here of Islam and right. and and that you know the the religion and the Middle Eastern culture. My first experience in Dubai, being out there and experiencing the religion, the culture, the people. You know, obviously there's an extreme side. That's a whole different story. And that's the key right there. That's that strong middle. That, the extremes get played out so heavy that you forget that strong middle ground in between. Exactly. And I have nothing but love. The experience, like things that I've witnessed, like we were out in the dunes and a dune, like a dune, uh, flipped over and like our driver was just like, please like give me one second, went out, helped them. And like the way they just thanked each other, like it was, I like was almost in tears because obviously I, I had a certain perception of course. from here and I was moved, you know, him driving us around, asking us if he can stop to pray during his prayer, prayer time. Absolutely. You know, the, it was so beautiful. Good. And it's, you know, like, like you said, being able to go and experience these cultures and, I, I, I love going there and I'm so thankful that I was able to experience and witness and be a part of that because you know we're we're all good people at the end of the day and it's it was just really really cool and I, that that when you mentioned like perception the whatever stereotype is out there it's go immerse yourself and see for yourself if that's exactly like right what we see and think and hear and I think I look I I, I give similar story. I, yep. Whenever I went to Vietnam, all right, I prior to going to Vietnam, if you had told me that Vietnam, the effects of the Vietnam War were still in effect, you know, that it was a war torn, it was it's basically like another, uh, 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 oh man, the other country that's near Borneo, not Borneo, um. Oh man, I can't remember. But I, I could have sworn. I, I thought it was just. I was like, "Yo, you know, they're they're going to be feeling the effects still. You know, hard country. Everybody just tries to do what they do." Uh, and I got a little bit of a heads up from my brother because he he didn't go to Vietnam, but he was had been staying in uh, China for in Hong Kong for a little bit, and he had told me he was like, "Oh, you know, Vietnam's like a vacation spot." I'm like, "Shut up, get out of here, right?" Yeah. And so he was like, "Yeah, it's really a vacation." I was like, "All right, whatever." So when I had the opportunity to go uh, after joining this team that I'd met in Tokyo back in 2016, got to go to Vietnam in 2018, I get down and I'm like, oh, my gosh, yo, this place is dope. And and here's the other thing. And I, I always kind of like to speak on this one because I think especially as as a black person, mm-hmm. um, you know, we you know, there we 
it can be hard out there for black people in, in, in different areas. But I think there gets to be such an element of conversation of how much the world works against black folk that you start to get jaded to the idea before you even get to reach it. So going to Vietnam, and I'm going to actually just say Asia in general, it's Southeast Asia specifically in Japan, but Southeast Asia specifically, when I went out there, when I tell you my narcissism got stroked so much, those people were so encouraging and so loving. <laughs> so many pictures. And when you talk about like, it felt like a celebrity, but it wasn't even just like that. It was just like, everybody was genuinely cool. Like genuinely cool. Like, even the stuff that I might have even, I won't even say I got scammed. I poorly negotiated. The world that I poorly <laughs> negotiated, right? Like, like I, I, I respect the person. No, I'm going to go get my money. I understand no. that. But he, he showed me a good time. Like, he gave me stuff. I didn't care for the cost, but he mm. showed me a good time. And I was like, yo, even at that, it was like, it was great. The people were awesome. And this was not a war-torn nation by any yeah. means. Like, this place was beautiful. Like, it was super fun. It was everything I didn't expect. And then, of course, it got topped off on the factor that I stayed in a hostel that had some of the coolest people I could ever meet that I'm still cool with to this day. Amazing. And so the experience goes to gave me this, let me know just how much you have to shut down kind of the preconceived notions. You can you can have a warning. I also understand, you know, I'm I'm a guy too, so I have different elements that work in my favor. But to say the to say that this was the safest place I've ever been, like Southeast Asia is the safest I have ever like safe to the point that I can't live there. It's too safe. I I drop my guard way too much. Oh, <laughs> I, need, I need the the I need the threat of the US. I need I need oh, just I a need little bit I need to look over my shoulder. I need a little to look bit. over my shoulder a little bit because I I, I am uncomfortable with how comfortable wow. it is to be out here, and uh, it got wow. re-verified whenever we did this bike ride through Southeast Asia. But it, it it speaks to it like it changes it, and all of a sudden it's like all I want to do now, and especially because rugby gives that opportunity, is to just go hit every rugby country. I I got 128 to play with, and then some, you know, and just get hit all of because you you're just like okay. I'm here to demystify this because Let's it go. is not as dangerous as it is. It might not be as it, it, it's kind of that middle ground where you're like, yo, no place is as terrible as they would say it is. It's never as great as it is, but it is a perfect center. And I think that every country has a characteristic that can work to your favor. So it's like, mm. you know, like, yeah, for sure. What's the best way to even say like, I'll use another example. Yeah. USA, for example. Right. A lot of people go, ah, oh, best country in the world, da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, USA is great. If you work within the characteristic that works with the U.S. U.S. is a high ceiling, low floor country. So if you're a person who likes to or tries to find ways to really just excel, 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 the U.S. can work in your favor. But it's also an, a very unforgiving country. So mm -hmm. if you are a person who just wants to kind of chill and coast and just enjoy your moment, the U.S. isn't always very favorable for that because it doesn't give you a lot of leeway in terms of how far you go. It'll let you drop. Whereas, way you explain that, but whereas in a different example, Japan, Japan is a location that is a very middle ground area. If you, even though they work a lot, if you work within this element where you 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 want to do your job 
and just be able to do your job. Japan protects you from the bottom. They don't let you fall very far. Your healthcare is taken care of up to a certain point. You have everything, but it's very difficult to rise up very、mm -hmm. fast. So they put a cap after a certain point and make you really either have to force earn it or something. But or just wait or sway right or just right. wait your way through. So it it works in the characteristic. Hey, if you're a hey, I like my being strong middle. Yo, a place like Japan works. Even Bangkok,、right. to some extent, it works. You know, this is where I think it, it becomes the the culture clash that people have internally. Where it's like, what country really actually works favorably to your characteristics? And even within the local element, even if there's the advantage of being American, so you also have a different perspective of how you look at things. But even within that, the opportunities can vary.、Uh, you know, Nigeria is another high ceiling, very low floor. You know, right. you know.、Right. If you can make it work, it works really well for you. If it doesn't, they are not very forgiving. Not in favor, yeah. Exactly. So traveling allows that that ability, and I think it's something that it just people need to go experience. A hundred percent. It really expands your mind, your soul, your heart, like everything. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Facts. <laughs> you know. So so kind of going back to what we were talking about, you know.、Mm -hmm. When it came to to when it came to the traveling for you, where was it that where was it that you felt was oh I, I mean this is what I wanted did how much did you travel prior to rugby versus what you started doing afterwards? Ha, a lot, <laughs> as much as I could. So yeah, I like my parents are from different countries and、right. they you know it's. Just, Um, so I,、uh, yeah, I traveled a lot. Like after my freshman year, I went to Spain for the whole summer and stayed with family friends, and you know, tried to do the little like European summer. <laughs> to, did you go backpacking? You know, just <laughs> it wasn't backpacking, but there was a moment where I tried to go from Rome to Ibiza and almost had to like panhandle off Ibiza. <laughs> so I only decided to go to the wealthiest place in Spain. <laughs> it, yeah, like I lost like the ATM ate my card. I had like、oh. yeah, and then obviously at that time it's like Western Union. You know? It was nightmare. <laughs> it's fine. So in the summer, I spent the summer in Spain.、Um, mm. The next year, I you know this is this is again my bug for like leaving and traveling. The only、wow. time I. Do it was during the summer. I couldn't study abroad. My commitment to rugby was, you know, they were like, you shouldn't, but you can. And I didn't want to miss the team stuff during、right. the year. In the next year, I went to China and I got, a, I did an internship in China in Tianjin.、Um, so I was out in China. The bank, right? I, I was working at a pharmaceutical company called Tazley. Yeah, Tazley Pharmaceuticals. So I was out there.、Um, super cool, like living in.、Uh, In、Shanghai. our,、uh, we were in Tianjin, living in、uh, Tianjin Weigo Yudashui, which is the university, the foreign、mm -hmm. university,、nice. in there. And then the next summer, and in, entering my senior year, I moved out to LA,、uh, to Venice,、uh, with my roommate, and I got an internship in West Hollywood, and we lived there for like three months before、nice. before I had to come back to school. So I'm, I'm always like, so this. This was always more. It was less of a, a, a culture shock and more of just a perfect melding into everything that was needed. Love that. I never heard <laughs> that before. Yes, I'm out here learning too. I'm like, wait, 
right. Like, this is it. together. Look, you're giving. I, I want to be able to give. You know, we, we work. This is, this, this is the partnership that works, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. Like, yeah, it was because I'm, I'm always on the move. I, I right. It's just like who I am, you know, and this past year not being able to, like, there are great things about, you know, being home with family and being closer, but. But you it, get itchy. It's cliche. Yeah, you know it's cliche. People are like, "Oh, wonderless." Like, no, it's like in me. You know, it's right. always been in me. So. No, no, I. That's look. I, I, I can feel that fully. Look, I, I, and I, I give a lot of gratitude. My parents kind of had us move around a lot within the states, and I think to the detriment. Even my parents are like, "I didn't mean to have you guys move around like this." Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? That's like you. I'm like you guys started this. I didn't start. It. I just am taking the benefit from it. But it, it makes it where it's just like I, I don't want to be in one place too, too long. And I, I thank mm-hmm. rugby a lot for giving me an additional excuse to be able to do it, like from a work-wise. Because prior to, it would have been like I had to intentionally think mm-hmm. of having to go places. Like, you know, that's it's a different feeling whenever you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I got to. Yeah, I was like, all right, let me go plan this trip. Versus right. like, yo, we got to go take a rugby trip. We got to go out to Tennessee. Like, even traveling the south. Never would have traveled. Never would have traveled the South without rugby. I would have been like, yo, we need to go somewhere vastly overseas or something like that. But even internally, it was like, oh, okay, I need to go to Atlanta. Oh, we need to go to Knoxville. Oh, we need to go to Exactly. So it creates that generating bug where all of a sudden, you know, whenever you step out, now it's like, okay, I I, got a taste of Japan. Oh, we got to go to V. Okay, we we go into other. We really got to go travel this out. Like... You know, and oh, now yeah. it, it just it, it it taps a different realm. But I, I I understand that feeling when it comes to the itch because once you have it, it's yo you you need to scratch it. You you have that passport for a reason. Use the passport. That's right. That is right. Can we make this like a um? What is what what are, what are those public announcement right there? Right. <laughs> this is a public service announcement, people. Use your passport. Go get your passport. Let's like go. Get your passport. Buy that flight. Don't wait. Go. 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 <laughs> no, and it's not even as expensive as people think it is to travel, or it hasn't been in the last several years. Yeah, I that agree. That part I've been surprised. I think that always hindered people. I agree with you, and I think it's also, um, again, similar to the culture thing, is just being open and willing to adapt to change and any, you know, oh, like something you know, when you're traveling, but also, you know, are you going to be, to go to a resort or are you looking for experience? You can do that very, when you're there, like if you plan it, you, right. it's, it's possible. Right. It's possible. So, all right. So kind of like connecting these in. So you, you've had this, you have this illustrious career so far that you've been able to play with all these different teams and jump on. What made you decide to go ahead and jump on to Mexico's team that would lead you to this repache? Well, how is it called? Do you know how it's called? Repache? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I, I, it's funny because when I say it, it's like I start saying it confidently, and then when you hit the D, E, I'm like, You know what? I blame the French. I blame Spanish. But in English, I still don't know what it's called. <laughs> so you're good. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to go. The, 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 the R word. All right. The, 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 what is it in Spanish? Uh, repechaje. 
Okay, we're gonna go with the repajake. I actually literally feel better about that than any other Latin based word <laughs> that it was supposed to be. That's funny. But so for you, like, what what was it that led you to how did you lead yourself over to the Mexico team? Because I I talked to them way back 2014, always a growing team that's there. But yeah. for you, what what was the uh what was the motivation? Definitely. Um so when I first started with Northeast, uh, you know, the goal is USA, like USA Sevens, let's go. Cool. Uh, and to fill in, you know, to follow the footsteps of some amazing players and athletes that have come through the U.S. pathway. Um, so as the year started going by, you know, kind of like, I'm like, okay, well, this is like, I don't think this is going to happen. Like, that's okay. Um, I still want to play Northeast Academy and, and play the highest I can. And um, Mexico still at that moment didn't really come in mind um i entered the 15 school um i think it was end of no like early 2019 mm -hmm. they were doing the um regional training centers so i was going to those and whatnot um so you know i was like okay like maybe 15s like we'll see like i hadn't i hadn't been called to like an actual camp or um anything yet at that time you know i was saying yeah like it was working working um, my butt off um, I went to, uh, you know, it was the last Vegas sevens, RIP mm. Vegas sevens. <laughs> oh, oh, Vegas sevens. Although last... we've come <laughs> to the <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I know. Oh. And so that was in 2019. <laughs> My, um, Phoenix coach, so AL, um, yeah. earlier, a few, right, right before Vegas sevens, he was like, hey, like, have you ever thought about playing for Mexico? And I was like, oh, like, I never thought about that. I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, like, you know, I was entertaining, entertaining the, the thought. And they're like, they're going to be out in, in Vegas. Like, you should check them out. You should talk to the coach. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, um, so we're in Vegas. I watched Mexico play, um, you know, saw the potential, saw the talent. Um, was it kind of, pre like, kind of just said hi to the coach. It wasn't really like, oh, like, let's chat. It was just like, Hi. Just a, an introduction, basically. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm Mexican. Like, <laughs> I'm Espanol. Like, I'm fluent. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so then after that, um, I received an email from him right after Vegas 7s. And he was just like, you know, before I get, yeah, I'll, I'll say after. I get an email from him. He's like, hey, like, would love to come, um, love to invite you to a camp and this next weekend. Like, would you, would you want to come? I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. So I went down there um, for the weekend. We, you know, stayed um, at the center, the uh, Mexican uh, their training center, met, met the girls, um, you know, was able to hang out with them, meet them, play some rugby with them. We had some scrimmages, um, met the president at the time, like met everyone. So it was, it was super cool. They had like, it was also like a youth field day when we were scrimmaging. So it was so you're getting the pool, you get into, you get, you get, I mean, it for lack of a better word, it's almost a very red carpet uh, uh, experience right now. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, this is, a, this is awesome. So, you know, I came back and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, like I have, I guess I'll have time to decide if I want to pursue this or, um, you know, try to like go for the U.S. Um, and I've been thinking about it leading up to that when, you know, AL first brought it up to me and pros and cons. I'm like, you know, they are a, um, young experienced team the ages are young to old but the experience you know the international experience um i can really go in there and make an impact um and, and play uh 
and you know did the cons as well you know having to travel back and forth not being able to train with them as often as I would like to same thing with the US like that was the goal at the time and I want to play with my friends <laughs> you know what I mean I want to grind and play with my friends I want to represent the Jersey the US at the end of the day my main reason um, when uh, I had the opportunity to go compete for them uh, was a few things was to represent my mother's country you know, in my whole family, that was a huge gift for them. Like, they are thrilled. And the support is like no other. You know, I – this has also allowed me to go back to Mexico more often and be with them and spend nice. time with them, which is, you know, something that I'll never be able to put anything on. It's my family. Um, two, for some reason, gift – I love being a part of transitions and building teams. <laughs> it's literally in my core. And as much as it sometimes is super frustrating, they have those moments where I just want to like, why am I doing this? Like, what's going on? And like, I want results fast, but I know it's about the process and the journey. Right. Um, I know that I can make my greatest impact with Mexico, not only in my own development, but impacting the next generation. Um, you know, there's there are athletes on the team that have played more international rugby at that level on this team than me, and they're only 22, which is amazing. Which is amazing. You know, right. what I mean? like they played in the World Cup. Like that's phenomenal. And I, you know, being around coaching, I do love youth or young, you know, that youth, young women, and um, you know, it's like, hey, I was at Quinnipiac. I helped like build Quinnipiac as an athlete. I helped transition Sacred Heart as a coach. Why not go and do the same for a country? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and for me, um, I'm not lying, it was a difficult decision. I think um, I struggled with it a little bit after. But the experiences that I have to date, the connections I've made with my teammates, the support I have from the coaching staff, the new one and, and the one prior, it's this is an experience that I'm going to have for a lifetime. And I'm only getting started. Like, it's yeah. not like I'm... I'm I'm joining and I don't, I don't know like when the next time I'm going to get called. Like as long as I work hard and do what the coaches ask me to, like going to be there, I'm going to be there, you know, and, and, and I can travel. And another thing, it's sevens. I love 15s and I do really enjoy 15s. I'm not like, I'm like, Oh, sevens or 15s. Mm. But the fact that sevens has that traveling, you know, right. what the tournaments are going to be, you're going here, you're going there. You're not, you're meeting all these different teams, all these different people. Like that was really attractive to me, and yeah, like it was. It was uh, the the when I had to make the decision after that camp, I get a text immediately when I get home to New York from the coach, and he's like, "Hey, we have an opening spot. Like we have an injury. Do you want to come to Hong Kong?" I'm like, "When?" He was like, "Like in a few days. Like it, the tournament." Yo, I was like. What? I'm like, this is insane. He's like, for the, for the World Series qualifier, like, do you want to come to Hong Kong? And I was like, yes, I do. No. So they, I flew um, right to Toronto, met the team in Toronto, and then we flew to Hong Kong, and it was my first cap in April of 2019. Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Like, it was but, crazy, to be honest. <laughs> I, like, I, can, I mean, but I can imagine, like, think I, all the work you've put in into this time. Do you consider yourself to be a natural, uh, maybe a natural teacher might be the wrong, but and, and do you find yourself gravitating more and more to teaching? To teaching? Yeah. Like, like uh, teaching? In general. 
just in yeah, general. <laughs> I, yes, I do. I do. Yeah. Or, or being like that mentor type. Right. Even at practice, like I'm so extra gift. Like, <laughs> like literally just at practice on Tuesday, um, at the end we had 10 minutes and they were like, you guys can do what you can do concepts or skills. I literally went and I chose like three new uh, teammates that I had. And I was yeah. like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I was like, Wanu, Cammy, Michaela. I'm like, come with me whether you like it or not. Let's go. But they were struggling and they, and you know, I was like, Let, let's walk through this. We have time. Like, so definitely. Yeah. Oh. So cause it, whenever you say you, you, you like, you, you love the transition process. Like it makes sense because there is, there, it, and maybe it goes into what you kind of were talking about with Magley Harvey and and the offense. There's a difference between whenever you're just a player and you're kind of going with the coast of things, it's reactive. But whenever you get a chance to be part of the transition, you're actually being able to dictate and control what the situation. It p- taps into your scru- into your uh, into your inner scrum half, one way or another. You know, know. You, you get to distribute out, and it's so it's just like it might not be in the most perfect situation, but that's what makes it even more interesting because you actually get to see what it is. You get to see legitimate definitive growth as opposed to just being part of that program itself. And honestly, gift like as you know, I think in general with, with, cause we're humans, sometimes we don't see that we want those fast results, but I've, I've been through it at Quinnipiac. I saw us like get smashed and then start winning. And that's what made my experience there the best you know what i mean same thing for sacred heart like six years of like building and then we started winning and it's like (laughs) yes you know and those moments where you're jumping on the sideline because you know like finally you know and it's the same thing here like it's it's about the process life it's about the process and you have to learn how to love it and that's going to be the most rewarding for me like where can i make the most impact and really inspire, inspire others, but also like really put myself and challenge myself where, where can I go individually as well? Not only like the team aspect, but like, all right, let's go. Like, here's a challenge for me and I'm going to set a goal and let's go. Let's see if I can do it. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, I've like even going to Monaco, seeing the change from there to our last game is incredible. So I'm super excited. Like it's still 2022 is a big, big year for Mexico in the, in the tournaments that we have. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. You know, maybe I'm, I, one of my coaches told me this once early on when I made my decision. He's like, hey, what was your goal in the first place? And I was like, I want to be the best I can be. I want to play the top level. He's like, he's like, same destination, different path. You're right. Like that's, that's, and that's the thing. When you know you're getting the opportunities to tap into these elements, you know, it, again – the 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 surface results might not seem it, but it's like yo, you're doing it. Like you are literally do you look even with the rep project, you got to play amongst the best. Like that's not that's, no no you you are part of a one percent that will ever play in all of sports in history. You're a very tiny even less. You're an even smaller percentage of history that got a chance to be in that. <laughs> See, am I reflecting? You're so right. You're so right. It's it's amazing. You know, uh, Mike St. Clair, he plays for Jamaica. Yeah, I, I know the name. I don't know the person. He, same. So we met at Old Blue, really good friend of mine. And we were in... Uh, I'm lying. I do know who he is. Yeah, I do, I, I do Milkshake know. Mike. Milkshake yeah. Mike. 
We were in Monaco together, and we were just um, we all the athletes had the same eating hour, so right. we were sitting together eating breakfast, and we were just like kind of people watching. And I've known Mike now for five, six years since I've been on Northeast Old Blue, and he was like, "You remember like when we used to be in Vegas and we'd watch those athletes coming into the tunnels, and we'd be amazed by them." He's like, "We're them now." Like, right. he's like, no matter what, like the result is of a game, whatever. He's like, we are here. Like we, like you said, we're playing against the best in the world. And that was like a moment for me that I was just like, it kind of like, you know, the, in the movies when they have those flashbacks and there's like 400 different memories and, right. it, and then you like, you're like, oh, I'm here right now. That's what happened. It was phenomenal. <laughs> Yo. That's real though. You know, I, I it, it's, 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 it's something that I've, I've started learning about uh, more and more. Uh, sorry, my cat's being the worst right now. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. No worries. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, one thing that I've, I've kind of come to, learn and in, in even in doing this media stuff because initially you know for me it was i it was oh, how do i get to the olympics it was can i get through as a player or is it better as media what is my highest chance and then so yeah. i wanted to go through nigeria nigeria I've, I've wanted to represent but decided to go as media but as i got more and more into it you know i started i think it's it's the um I don't. This is gonna sound wrong, but it's like the fandom drop because it got to be more and more of not fandom as in I liked rugby less. I mean the fandom of like starstruckness because <laughs> now it became less of oh my gosh, those are those people that are over there. They're rising above it. They are you know this is something that in historically in our minds has always been like yo this is a way. This might be out of my reach. I there's only. A set few people, and they have to be the most amazing people ever to do right. it. And then when you get to experience it, you know, uh, and you're like, no, it's just the work that was done. Mm -hmm. And then you go like, yo, they did work. I did work. Mm -hmm. I get to see this. I'm getting to see there's Like, it, it, it becomes surreal while also simultaneously being very normal. And you're like, oh, y'all are some, y'all are just people. Y'all are, it's not, we didn't join the Illuminati. It's not, <laughs> you know, it was, it was just, yo, y'all just did some work. You guys had some breaks. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, it just, it worked out. And it's like, oh, man, this is wild because there's, like, I'll, I'll sit there sometimes listening, you know, social media. And of course, and you'll see people talk and you're just like, I don't, I don't really see what the big deal is. And then you're like, oh, right. Yo, because it's a different experience because you understood, you found the process. And right. most people aren't going to take that process. And it's not to make it a belittlement. It just, it stands how much work. It should be, basically saying, should be happy with what you've been doing, in, in essence. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% I, I agree with you. And, you know, like, I think like any normal person, you get those like, what ifs moments. Of course, like and you should. Like, there's a little bit of an imposter syndrome that comes in where you're like, my my really worthy oh, of being here right now. I I went through that like pretty bad at, at one point. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's you know after a lot of reflecting and you know a lot of mindfulness and meditation and 
you know, really looking within. I know it sounds super like, oh, but it's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am very, very happy. And, you know, it's, it took a lot of work and the work's not done, but I'm so happy and I'm so grateful because when I look back, even this moment here with you, you know, we're out here reminiscing, we're talking, but like all these opportunities to talk to some cool people, memories, like these are the things. Well, even when I'm done thinking about rugby, I'm not going to remember like when we won. Maybe, maybe right. we won like a really, really big game. Right. <laughs> you know, but it's going to be those connections right. that, I, that you have, that you create with people that are still going to be in your life. 10, 15, five years down the road. Like, that's what it's really about, you know? Like, no one's going to care if I want or not, you know? But it's it's so true. Even even now to this day, I'm, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of people think that I have connections. And I'm like, I don't have connections. I, I, I'm just reaching out. Like, I don't know what's going on. But then you kind of sit back. You're like, I've really gotten to know people. But right. it, it's weird because growing up, it was always like, I don't really understand how people develop their networks. Like unless you've been friends with them for like 20 years, mm-hmm. 30 years, and you grew up with them and somehow it, it connected to something else. Right. right. You know, you're just like, all right, it got there. But you know, within this sport, it's for whatever intentionally or not, it's like you, you start to create, you, you, you just get to know people. It's just easy. It just creates an easy pathway of getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're like, oh, you know that person? Oh, yeah, I know them. It's blah, blah. And this is blah, blah. And you know from this and that. And you're like, oh, shoot. I know people. What? I know. You're just like, <laughs> like wait, wait, I do know people. Wait, hold up. <laughs> that's your moment of sitting there thinking. And, and then all those people, and you're like, wait a minute. Like, hold up. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> that's right. That is right. I know, cause you. I've seen too. You've had some amazing people on your show, so I feel like it's all been love. Well, I I still don't know why you guys keep saying yes, but I'm gonna take every. No, that's the same thing. It's like I like you've had some incredible people on your show. Like just had Cody Malfi. Yeah. And I and that's like and then I'm like, whoa, but I'm going to like that's super cool because like he's just on and he's you know what I mean like things like that you know you know Tiff you know Bambies. And that's why I'm saying, like, it, it it makes it, I don't know, maybe if it's this sport or maybe I'm just, it's, I'm putting the same thing that I'm saying that it's against and putting it to other sports. Mm-hmm. But this one, it just, it, everything feels, it's, it's like, it's big enough where there's range, but it's also so tight a community where it doesn't feel like any, everything feels equitable, you know, yeah, it feels definitely. equitable. And definitely. so it's just like, I, you, you feel like you can talk, like be honest with you again like i i said and i'm not just trying to blow smoke but yo being able to talk to you i don't know if i would have expected that you know <laughs> even before you know talking to a nine talking to katie talking to cody tiff all these I people know. you get to change you know get to be friends with you get to include you get to watch the process of rugby and i and you speak to transition i feel like that's this era that we get to be in right now like there's been obviously this hundred years of rugby and you have these 40 years and people have built up to a point but i feel like we're being kind of blessed with this opportunity to be with this really quintessential era that gets to be unique Mm -hmm. it's not playing out the rugby as europe had it it's not the rugby that we're trying to make it's like we're getting to develop 
a culture and then every culture gets to develop their version of rugby mm -hmm. and we get to see these little supplemental parts that we get to be a part of whether it's a from a media side a business side a culture yeah. side a player side like everything you, the whole the whole yeah community it, it feels bigger than just hey i'm playing a game and maybe it's just me let me know if you feel but it's like it feels bigger than just being a part of the game it's like yo i actually get we get to be part of the thread that gets created. Absolutely. I mean, because down the road, when we're, you know, down 15, 20 years, oh. sooner than that. But, you know, like, you're the difference, we're, we're just going to see a huge difference, even right. in the way that rugby is played here, you know, and, and us, you know, the U.S. want to go beat those uh, Eastern Hemisphere teams. <laughs> You know, I think, like same thing for Mexico. Like, right. I, I, I truly hope that down the road, whether I'm still a part of it or not, that like we are the in the top three teams in North America. You know, yeah. that's Canada, um, U.S., and Mexico, and, and without that huge gap. Right. You know, it's you know USA, Canada, and then it's gap Mexico, Jamaica. Yada yada yada. Yeah, all the Caribbean teams. Trinidad, yada yada. Right, Bermuda, Bahamas, like Saint Lucia. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, we're definitely a bit a part of that. And I like that you said, you know, media, coaching, you know, community, youth, like everything. It's it's wild. It, it's 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 a wild thing. Like I do think it's gonna be like that, where it's there's not gonna be this stalling. It's gonna be. Yo, I remember, you remember, you remember whenever we were just first going to tournaments and we were just playing and it was just, just keeping up with teams. Yo, now, now we just taking them on. Now we just beating teams. That's right. This. That's like, right. <laughs> I, I remember seeing, yo, you remember so-and-so coach, like I, you guys have coach Ruben, right? Uh, yeah, Ruben Duque, yeah, he's I, amazing. I literally remember him when I first met him. This is where I go talk about like, First met him at U19s in 2015, whenever he did, did like, that was my no earliest way. days of broadcasting games. That like, was, it was literally the first multi-camera broadcast that I ever did. And I got to know with him. Uh, I got to know him and then saw him, I think, the next year at the, um, at the qualifiers that were in Cary, uh, North Carolina. Okay. Like, it's, it's just wild, the changes. Oh, and then you're like, yo... Yo, what? Look at where we go. <laughs> like, yeah. And his growth, too. You know? That's what I'm saying. That's what like, to be a part of that, to see it as well. Right. That's it's cool. That's wild cool. experience. So I feel old. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling old. <laughs> but it's a good old. It's a good old. <laughs> good. That's good. As long as your soul is where you want it to be, whether it's I'm forever or... immature. Yes. 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 I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't grow up to become mature. I grew up so that I can do immature stuff and have an excuse to be able to do it. I love that. I'm, a, I'm like kind of a veteran now on team, so I'm like, yeah, I might be this age, but my soul is like 22. We're fine. Right. There we go. This is like, you guys didn't know. This, this is what we've been working for all. Like, this, if yeah. you want to be young forever, you work really hard. So that nobody can tell you that you're not allowed to be irresponsibly or responsibly young as you see fit. That's you earned your youth. That's another PSA right here. Everyone listen. Like We're just throwing them out. Throwing out these gems. We, we got this. I love it. I love it. I love it. So kind of wrapping up things a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I, I, I love this. You know, I you, do too. Oh, dude. 
you got to experience, I would argue, the highest level of rugby that you got to play at the Repache, uh, rep, whatever you want to call it. You know, for you, with this experience being had and knowing that you were able to compete, I know the, the results might not have been preferred, but you know how it feels to be in that stadium. You know, mm. you played against a team that made it there in Russia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. No, no, you're right. It was Russia. France was there. We didn't play them. France but, yeah, was there, too. But, you're you know, <laughs> but you, you, you got to experience the same time as France, but you got to play against Russia, who got to play in this Olympic. So you know what it was like to be there. Mm-hmm. For you, as you move forward, what is it that you want to bring back to people from a generation that will be the generation after you um, to let them know what it means to be what it takes to be at that level. Mm. Uh, yeah, for the next gen, I mean, a really exciting thing is here, same thing in Mexico, the US, and uh, just everywhere, you know, um, youth, youth is booming like crazy and they're getting the opportunity to play at a younger age. Um, first of all, obviously, you know, super cliche is just putting the work in. And I think the biggest thing is it's really hard to put the work in when you are uncertain. Uh, I mean, that's all sports, right? You're, you're right. uncertain of uh, the outcome, even if it's like for trying out, that's like, you know, it, maybe you're on a team and now you're looking to win, but if you're looking to make a team and you don't know if you're going to make it like that hard work and training when no one is watching the things that you do when no one is watching, you know, from when you wake up, to when you go to bed, it matters. All those things will just add 1% every day. Those results are not going to come within a day, a month. I mean, that would be nice. And if it does... It would be great. You know, if it does, hit me up. Right. <laughs> you got to do this, all right? <laughs> Send it. Forget these words. about like, give me that one. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Like, right? That's that's all I need now. But it's, it's just the hard work and really, really, like, not only being able to you know, trust the process, but enjoy the process. No one ever wants to end up, um, and it happens a lot. It happened to me actually, um, where, you know, you, you, you enjoy the process, but then at the end you feel unfulfilled. Like that's a very, very like lonely, sad feeling because, you know, did I actually enjoy the process? Right. It's trust the process, enjoy the whole process and know whatever's at the, at the end, know that, you have to enjoy it first to truly enjoy whatever's on the other side. Um, You know, and and be a student of the game. If there's something that I could have done differently when I was younger or in college, but younger is being a student of the game. You know, that work does not stop after the field. You know what I mean? Same thing holistically or in the weight room, like learn the game, watch the film. It's an art. It's a practice. It's reps. Just like, you know, you're, you want to be a painter or you want to be the best singer, you know, or whatever you you want your craft to be, it's reps, it's hours. These are the things that are going to help you master or get to where you want to be at that next level. And just believe in yourself. I think that's really important, especially as you get into that, um, like, international super competitive level. You know, there are a lot of times where people, you're going to doubt yourself or people are going to doubt you, but if it's cliche, but if you don't believe in yourself – it's very hard for others too, and don't let anyone else tell you your worth. Um, 
you know, at the end of the day, your worth comes in who you are, not what you do. So like staying true to your values, true to who you are and good things will come. And, you know, and I say this because personally, I, I, I went through an experience. I'm going to share this. Um, in 2019, like when I joined Mexico, um, you know, I got so almost caught up with everything and like the results that I just like, I remember even come back to the WPL season. I was so cranky. You know, I was not happy, but everyone's like, you're fine. Like you're doing great. Like I was, I was captain at the time. They're like, you're normal. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I don't feel like a good teammate. You know, I really started associating my value with what I did and my results. And I wasn't enjoying what I was doing, which is sad because I love the sport and I love this game. And um, someone once told me that, you know, I I knew it. And I had to do things to really just reshape my mindset and, like, my meditation and stuff. But it's really important that as you do get into, for any player youth, as you do get into that high level or just anywhere is, like, know that your value comes in who you are and what you do. And like, you're not going to go through this process alone. Your teammates, it's part of your family, whoever, just keep grinding and, and believe in yourself. That's like, it's for, for me, that's what's helped me. It's, I don't think it's like a magic recipe, you know, it's believing in yourself and just knowing that, um, just be a good person. <laughs> Word. No, be a good I, person. That's- things will and good things will come and just keep grinding don't stop like don't stop that's real that's mm-hmm. real look there's a reason these things are a cliche because they are not lies they are very consistent for a reason so no yeah. that is that is real i love that i thank absolutely you. love that thank you and it's it's all from like you know moments where i felt like what's going on and you know and yeah, it's the big thing is believing in yourself. And again, similar just experiences where I stopped believing in myself because of a coach and you're the first, you're your number one fan. Like Word. you can have like partner, best friend, mother, but at the end of the day, you got to be your own champion to move forward. You know, right. you got to so be your own fan. You, you're the one that understands the situation and yourself the most, more than anybody else will ever be able to understand the situation. So, right, you got to be able to give up, big up yourself, so that you can also take in what everybody else is trying to give you. Around you, yeah. absolutely. Oh, and one last thing because I just talk a lot. Classic. Let's go. Uh, take opportunities, take risks, and jump. Don't be afraid. If you ever. Um, uh, if, if, is this is, if this is for youth parents, if your kids end up using this as an excuse, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my PSA, okay, for today. But um, a lot of decisions that I make, I like to think, in five years, if I look back, will I regret this or will I regret not doing it? And usually the answer is I would regret not doing it. I think my biggest fear in life at the moment is looking back and saying, I should have done that. And that's pretty much a lot of how I base a lot of my decisions. (laughs) Um, But yeah, take the risks. And I hope that the youth that are coming up, there's going to be more opportunities in rugby to play high level rugby or travel or um, whatever it is, just like take, take them all. Because even if you don't continue rugby, it's amazing character development. It's amazing life development memories and I can go on because it's changed my life. Like 
you know what I mean? I, I'm forever grateful, and I'm not stopping. You know, whatever. Let's you go. go. <laughs> no, but that's that that's that. I, I know I'm saying it a lot, but that's real. That yeah. is truly real. I am a hundred percent with there. Everything you just said, I am a hundred percent with you on that one because mm-hmm. it it. You don't realize how much you need, how much you grow until you put yourself in positions where you're both uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but you know that it's going to be valuable. Exactly. Even if you don't know it right, you know it, but it won't happen right away. Right. Right. It's, it's, you got to play the long game in it. You got to play the long game. Mm-hmm. So, Jen, ah, mm-hmm. I love this so much. Yeah, we're going to do this. Too. We're going to do this again. I'm, I'm so down. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like. Oh, it's so fun. Like, I I really appreciate moments like this. Like I said, it really makes me, like, think about and reflect. And it's like, damn, like, I, I've done so much um, in my rugby career. Um, and I can't wait for what's in store. There's oh, my goodness. You know, the future is, the future is amazing. Like, that's why I said, at this moment, you've played at the highest that you ever played. But I don't think that that's where it all ends for you. No. I, I can see this go. This is gonna keep going for a minute, and you're gonna get, especially you get you known as a transitioner. Look now, look now. What? I I know. I'm actually. <laughs> I won't spill the beans here. Now right. after, but no I'm working on some things. Hopefully to go abroad and, and play. That's. I actually left coaching in May because um, pandemic showed me that I love coaching. Right now, my passion's for playing, and I and I want to do it more. I need to do more. So as long as, as long as your legs are still gonna allow you to do it, you gotta take advantage. You gotta take advantage. Oh, I love it. Yo, Jen, thank you so much. I'm gonna cut them on here so we can be able to talk. So you sorry guys, you can't Thanks, do it again Jen. anymore. <laughs> I know, sorry. I love it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me. You're the best. Thank you. Ah, Jen, that was awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And guys, thank you for taking the time to listen. We have so many great episodes here. We just had Cody. Uh, we just had Theo Henry on last week. Previously, we had the Olympian Cody Melfi. We had prior to that Mick Feely with Citizens Rugby. We've gotten the greats. We've gone from Presence, Maria Thomas, Adam Milby. We had GMs like Katie Sadlier. We have had players like uh, Blaine Scully. Uh, Naya Tapper, Chetta Emba, uh, Charity Williams. You know, we have had great people with great stories. Kyle Granby, Kimani Davis, uh, Tiffany Faye. Got the HBCUs, Kamira, Kamira uh, uh, Prince with Prairie View A and M. Uh, we've got uh, North Carolina A and T. We we got we got so many people. Morehouse. Like, we, we are trying to create the range and understanding, and we're going wider and bigger and better. Or, you know, we got so many people, actors, like Adam Hayward, uh, uh, Adam Hayward, and just continuing to go on from there. So, guys, definitely check it out. If you have an opportunity, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, definitely hit the follow. And, of course, like us on our Instagram, uh, Grow Rugby Show, G-R-E-A-U-X Rugby Show. Uh, and just be able to follow and keep up. But guys, I appreciate you, and I hope that you know, I hope that you're happy, I hope that you're healthy, and I hope you absolutely know that you are highly favored. Until next time, cheers.